ever do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Welcome into a Friday edition of the uh, Puck and Gas Show minus gas. He's uh, still in Philadelphia. If you see him, wave hello. Go up to him. He'll buy you a cocktail wherever you are at, whatever bar you were finding yourself in at that moment. Uh, Slickhawk is here. Apparently, he still thinks it's Blue Friday, but you're not wearing blue, but you're wearing a Seahawk jersey. Yeah, I guess it's White Friday. It's White Friday. It's Platinum Friday. It's White Friday. As Jackson you know, says, that's every day for me. Well, he enjoys White Friday more than the next guy. <laughs> oh, Jackson, that. we're Laundry. kidding. We love you to death. Uh, welcome to the show. Slickock is here. He's sitting in here for the next three hours. It's a Georgetown Beer Friday. Woo. It is a People's Court Friday. Is Puck a Schmuck Friday? My God. Is uh, Niner Nate still here working at the station Friday? The answer is yes. It's all of that. Now. It's oh. not noon yet, not so we're not yet. even halfway through the day. So we, uh, we got a jam-packed show for you. For some reason, I've written down all the wrong things here on the show, but that's just me. 11 o'clock, Curtis Crabtree is not joining us. That's going to be Tony Softly for his uh, weekly yeah. visit That's what I have at here. 11 o'clock. That's yeah. fine. That's, that's, just, uh, that's just me writing things down because okay. I'm an idiot. Uh, Niner Nate on the street at 1130. Now I saw Niner Nate last night at our, uh, and we'll, we're going to uh, get to it in just a second. Thank the fine people over at Georgetown Brewery. I got a bone to pick with you about that. And I saw Niner Nate, and we sent Niner Nate out on the street. Man on the street, Niner Nate. And his assignment yesterday was he needed to go up to preacher sign guy. And everyone who has ever attended a Mariners game or a Seahawks game, Jackson, you'll have to inform me. Is he also out there for Sounders games? I have seen him out there a couple yeah. times, not every time. For the All right. The, uh, and everyone who, is, again, has attended a Seahawks game or a Mariners game, you know uh, uh, preacher sign guy who's yelling, preacher sign yelling guy who's out outside the stadiums. He's yelling, he's yelling at you about mm-hmm. God. You need to have God in your life. You are a sinner for yeah. what you are doing today by attending a sporting event. So, who I'm not sure how he can be out there doing that on Sunday. Uh, true, that being probably. as it is the Sabbath, right. you would think you would be either in church or not doing work. Sure. Uh, but he's out there. Well, I have I'll be honest with you. Um, I I kind of enjoy him and I've always been thoroughly intrigued by him. Really? Like because I I he is like a Jedi. I mean, people walk up to him, say whatever they want. They're getting in his face, mm. and the, the guy, I mean, I'm not going to get into his stance on things. That's not the point. The point is nothing rattles him. Well, you know what he's nothing like. Nothing throws him off his game, and he, I find that very Ichiro-like. He's nothing rattles him. He's Seattle's version of the Buckingham Palace guard. That's a great comparison. Yeah. But I thought to myself, if there's one guy in this town <laughs> can break him. that can break him. <laughs> that can finally get yelling preacher sign guy off his game, I turn to none other than our code breaker, Niner Nate. Gets me off my game every day. Niner Nate, who the first time he met Mike Gastineau, (laughs) went up to Gasman, who's been in the market for 25-plus years, a radio icon, and said, Hi, my name's Niner Nate, but you probably already know. You've probably heard of me. Oh, my God. That was how he introduced that himself. He That's how he introduced himself to Mike Gastineau. So, and it rattled the gas man. He was never the same that day, and really, frankly, hasn't been the same since. So again, if there's only one person that can rattle 
sign preaching preacher yelling guy. All right. It's going to be nine or eight. So that's at eleven thirty. Now he went on and on last night, did nine or eight about this is epic. Nine or eight feels this may be the best thing that has ever been on the airwaves in Seattle. Now that's bold from nine or eight. Yes, but nine or eight lives in a constant state of hyperbole. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. I have not heard it. Unlike the last time, in which I edited when we sent him out there to ask people about are they are they happy that that uh, Kazuhiro Sasaki is still on the team? Um, no, nobody. Oh, we had like three. Like nobody three, answered. Yeah, that, of course, they? like three or four people. Oh yeah. Kaz Sasaki? Yeah, you know, there's Mariner. There's idiot fans everywhere. They don't know the team. Yeah, we said, we asked him the first assignment we sent out. We said, uh, you need to go ask people on the street that uh, are they happy that the Japanese legend is back with the team? Kazuhiro Sasaki. The Kaz man. Yeah, and they and people got it wrong. Now a lot of people got it right. We edit those out. We just get the ones that got it wrong. <laughs> so his assignment was to ask 10 sports questions to a uh, yelling preacher sign guy. Oh, that's good. Uh, I think they range. They range. I'll just a sneak preview. They range from who does he who does he have in the Kentucky Derby? Oh, uh, thoughts on the Seahawks draft. Yeah. So all of that coming up at eleven thirty. So I see him last night at our, and I want to do a quick plug and a quick shout out to the folks at Georgetown Brewery. Hmm. Our KJR Carisathon, which we paid off last night. We do it every single year. Hmm. Uh, KJR Carisathon. When do we do this? Is it September? That sound right? When we do that? I think it. So we yeah, all, yeah, something yes. like that, right? Why we're ra- yeah. raising money for the Seattle Children's Hospital. Yeah, somewhere around the there. The great organization that is Seattle Children's Hospital. Yes. We do it every year. That was our ninth year last night. Uh, myself and Furness, though, so we went over there. Uh, we saw 40, 45 of our closest friends, our closest listeners. We're convinced they're the only people that listen to us. So that's nice to meet them. Mm-hmm. And a <laughs> lot of familiar faces. Mm. Uh, every single year that we see over there, they pay, uh, they pay a nice sum of money to come over there. And get a private tour of the brewery and all you can drink. Sounds great. Manny's, Rogers. Sounds like a lot of fun. Lucille. Uh, they actually got, they, they, I will say this because they do this every year for people that get to go there. They give you a sneak preview of something. So last year, I said this on the show yesterday, last year when they were, when they were canning, they needed to test out their canning process and they needed a beer they produce a lot of. Mm-hmm. So they canned, and they'll never do this ever, but they canned Manny's in like a silver can. Okay. Just to see how the process would work. Yeah. But that's never going to be sold. They're never going to can Manny's ever again. And uh, they gave our listeners, the people <laughs> that donated, who got there, they gave them beer. They gave them those, like, I have like six 12-packs. I mean, they got uh-huh. like six packs or 12 12-packs 12 of this Manny's. People still have it. It's like a collector's item for crying out loud. Oh, for sure. So yesterday, uh, they're gonna next week for them is they're going to release, release their Bob's Brown Ale. Of course, their charity event raising money for the Ronald McDonald House. And they have usually, they've only, in the past, have produced one style of beer. Mm-hmm. Well, now they are introducing three different styles. I think four total, if I have it correct. Well, people last night who were on the tour got to taste for the very first time, before anybody else, one week from now, uh, actually one week from tomorrow, they were able to taste it last night. I'm uh-huh. going to tell you right now. Sneak preview. God, I wish you were there. Yeah, I wish I was there, too. It was yeah. wonderful. Interesting. Interesting how that well, went down. So we did invite, and, and Niner Nate, I said when he got done with doing his stuff with the Mariners, I said, Niner Nate, come on over to the Georgetown Brewery. Yeah. Because unlike the morning show, we love and support Niner Nate in every endeavor that he does for our station, our shows, because, you know, you guys use him. You guys, you know, you use him like a mule for crying out loud. A mule. And at some point, you would think that, that you guys would, would reward him with a trip to 
to a Mariner suite to be able to sit in with the morning show because you were there and yes, Chuck was. was there and uh-huh. Buck was there. And at last time I checked, he was a member of the morning show. We reward him with a paycheck. And you rewarded him. Gainful employment. You rewarded him with a stiff arm. You said, it's like Mike Mayock with uh, Marshawn Lynch. Get off me. And you pushed him to the ground. I'm a Seahawk. When I see a 49er, I want a stiff arm. So as he's going to interview Preacher Guy today, right, 1130, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Jesus. I put my hand literally, and I I grabbed him up, and I pulled him up. It was the footprints behind him. I was always there. (laughs) I was carrying him the whole way, uh-huh, yeah. and uh, we we invited him over, and 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 uh, Nate, thumbs up, good night over at Georgetown Brewery. He met up. This is the. Can I tell you the best part about the night? This Please. is probably like twenty five minutes, maybe thirty minutes into the event, maybe longer. And Nate comes up to me, and you know, there's a lot of people there, and you're kind of going around. It's like a wedding. You're shaking a lot of hands. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 glad handing. You're, yeah. you're thanking everyone for coming. Right. Nate finally comes up to me. He's like, Hey, uh, I think I might take off. I'm like, Nate, you've been here for like 40 minutes or 35 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. where, where are you going to go? I mean, come on. I want you to stay here the whole night. But this thing runs till 9. Yeah. you got to go see the tour, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody here. <laughs> and I'm talking to a group of five people. I say, excuse me. Come here. So, uh, to the five people I was talking to. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Niner Nate. <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Niner Nate's here. Oh, and God. then it spread, I'm not kidding, like a wildfire through the brewery. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear Niner Nate's here? Yeah, yeah, I heard Niner Nate's here. He's over there. He's wearing the San Francisco Giants shirt. And everyone comes screaming over. People oh, are God. leaving the tour. People are throwing their food on the ground. Did and you all sign of, autographs? All of a sudden, Slick, like, I'm not kidding you. He's in the corner holding court with like 20 people. <laughs> talking about just the Niners, the, the Giants, yeah. the Sharks. How's the morning show? Why'd you get left out of the suite the other night? Oh, Tell, come on. I mean, all of it. He was the big... I thought, and I'm sitting over there, and I'm looking. I look over at Furness. I'm like, "Isn't this kind of our event?" I thought, "Where? <laughs> hey, we're over here." Nine, Nine or eight. eight. Nine or eight was the biggest star of the night. Wow. Um, I would have seen that. I would have yeah. witnessed that. Well, uh, as would have my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, you would have. Yeah. I'm gonna let people behind the curtain a little bit. You know, you told me about the event yesterday. You said, "Hey, yeah. Yeah. you know, you can come out to. There's this big thing going on at Georgetown. It's yeah. our. It's our deal." Yeah. Uh, then I pulled the rug. Beer, then I out, pulled the rug underneath. Hang out, and I said, "Can I bring my my girl?" Yeah. He said, "Absolutely, it's a great event." And then you said, yeah, "It's a private event." Private no, event. you said, "I'm just kidding." Yeah, well, it doesn't. It's not really yeah, happening. Well, this is what happens. What comes around goes around. Okay, I still hold a grudge. What you guys did, I didn't, I wanted to a, be at a Mariners. I suite. didn't do anything. B, I told you, come on up. <laughs> and C, I certainly didn't say, "Hey, come on up." And they'd be like, "Wait okay. a minute, no, no." It's, I the Mariners aren't even playing I tonight. admit. You know what? Dick move on my part. A little bit, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I'm going to reward you, though, today with lunch. Okay. Or I'll make it up to you. I'll take it. From the Other Coast Cafe. I'll I'm gonna, take I'm going to buy you a Raging Cajun. Yeah. I'm going to bring you a Raging Cajun into yeah. the Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, coming up on the show, Tony Softley at 11 o'clock. Niner Nate on the street. Lunch with listeners. Of course, it's a uh, People's Court Friday. It's a Georgetown Beer Friday. Uh, and then we'll ask you a question with People's Court. Uh, it will be about each roaster, and that's a big story. We'll give you... A chance to win a uh, a gift card, not only to the Other Coast Cafe, but also Georgetown Brewery. And is Puck a schmuck? I'm gonna. We're gonna ask you yep. seven questions. Yes, I am a schmuck. <laughs> For every correct answer at 12:30, you're gonna get a $25 gift card to Jimmy Max. Also, a $25 gift card to Georgetown Brewery. One last thing on this. Let me thank the folks over at Georgetown Brewery. Uh, Manny, I know uh, Ian will probably do the same thing today at one o'clock. Manny, Roger, uh, Matt, uh, Crystal, Dave. Uh, J. Rob, all the folks that were over there uh, last night, and everyone behind the scenes, and even people that we haven't we haven't named, 
Uh, they are, uh, to me, the single greatest company in this city in terms of what they do for the community, what they do in terms of giving back uh, financially to help people. And uh, they have been great partners with us. We They never hesitate when we ask uh, for help with anything. They always say, no problem, and vice versa. And so when we asked them for help with the Seattle Cancer, uh, Seattle Children's Hospital, they said, no, no problem, we'll do it. And, uh, again, we'll have uh, more details uh, maybe throughout the show. And even next week, uh, next Friday at this time, we will be at the Nickerson Street Saloon. Uh, myself, Gas, and then Ian will, will join us as well. We'll be broadcasting from the Nickerson Street Saloon from 10 to 3 o'clock. Uh, it will be the eve of the Bob's Brown Ale uh, release, which will be Saturday, May 12th at 3 o'clock uh, to release Bob's Brown Ale. Again, I think it's – I want to I want to make sure. I know it's three or four different styles of Bob's, uh, all raising money, 100% of the proceeds uh, going uh, to support the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, your money will have live auction items. I'll give those off a little bit later in the show. Again, if you ever have – if you're a parent and your children ever get stricken with cancer – and you don't live in the state, even if you do live in the state, and you need a place to stay when your kid goes to a children's hospital, Ronald McDonald House will put you up in their house for $30 a night. Great. $30 a night. And they give you everything you need. And so those folks will be uh, releasing Bob's Brown Ale next Saturday at the Nickerson Street Saloon. We'll be there Friday, 10 to 3 o'clock, Nickerson. Come by, say hi, have lunch with us, have some beers with us, help us support a great cause. All right, coming up next... Two great interviews, and we made and making news here on this radio station. One yesterday with John Schneider uh, talking with uh, Softy and Dick Fing, Jerry Depoto this morning uh, with Chuck and Buck talking about the future of Echiro. Uh, we'll discuss both those stories coming up next. Craving now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio nine fifty KJR Entertaining Sports Talk. Welcome back to the radio program. Uh, gas off here. The uh, well today he's been off the last uh, three days. Be back Monday. He's been in Philadelphia working on a book. We've asked uh, we've asked Slickhawk to stick around here for the next three hours or so. Uh, coming up later in the program, Tony Softly at eleven o'clock. Niner Nate on the street. We uh, we sent him out last night on a on a mission one more time, and we asked him to interview. What are we calling him? Sign preacher guy. Sign yelling preacher guy. You know him mm-hmm. outside of Safeco, outside of uh, CenturyLink. The, uh, the the God-fearing man that's yelling at the world with the sign, telling you that you're going to hell. Uh, we sent uh, we sent nine or eight out last night. Ten questions uh, to ask a preacher boy. Uh, we'll play that at 1130. Lunch with listeners. It's also a People's Court Friday. You want each year to play in Japan next season for the Mariners in those two games. So we'll ask 12 jurors at, at noon, lunch with listeners. One of you is going to get a gift card to the Other Coast Cafe and also a $25 gift card to Georgetown Brewery because it's also a Georgetown Brewery Friday. Also, 1230 is Puck a Schmuck. 25 bucks to Jimmy Max, 25 bucks to Georgetown Brewery. All right, so I was uh, I was busy last night with the with the uh, brewery tour that we were doing over at Georgetown, <laughs> having a, uh, just a kick-ass time. And the guys in the afternoon had John Schneider on the show yesterday. And they talked about, you know, plethora of topics. And then, it, you know, the main topic kind of centers around Earl Thomas. And we kind of put the Earl Thomas thing to bed, right? Mm-hmm. Earl Thomas is no longer uh, going to be traded. And that you can, because they didn't trade him on the draft day, that he will have a future on this football team. And John Schneider kind of hinted to that at the, at the press conference over the weekend for the draft. Uh, but they had uh, John Schneider on yesterday on the afternoon show, Softy and Dick, 
And then again, the subject of Earl Thomas came up one more time. Are you guys still actively looking for a potential trade for Earl, or is that now over with? No, not actively looking for that, nope. You're not. Okay. Were you actively looking for a trade partner for Earl at any point in time? The way to answer that is that we, you know, we're not doing our job if we don't listen to everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's if if you guys could sit next to me through, throughout the draft, you'd be blown away. Yeah. You hear. So um, you have to be ready to make decisions all the way through, uh, whether it's the first round, third round, or fifth round with you know players that um, you know are on their restricted tenders that want to be moved, and you know, so there's names being thrown out at all times. So you get, there you go. So he says, no, they're not actively shopping him anymore. Todd Archer, who covers the Cowboys uh, for ESPN.com, I think it was the other day, said, oh, you know, the door's not quite shut out, shut on the potential of, of Earl Thomas uh, coming or being traded to Dallas. I feel like the door's shut on it, but I guess you never say never. I mean, the one thing about these guys all the time, Slick, you know, I mean, and, and Feltz, you know this. I'm not sure if Curtis Calhoun on the updates understands this. But no, he's a little slow. He's a little thing. slow, but they are professional. They do lie. And when I say that, I don't mean that to disparage them, but they do lie. It's part of their job. They they kind of have. They can't tell have you to. everything. Have to. If they told you the truth, they would be out of a job because yeah. it would hurt their their ability to have any type of leverage on anything. Mm-hmm. So, and it piss off the players. Sure. So yeah, I mean, there, there's part of me that does believe it, but you, I mean, you have to also leave the door open for him potentially being moved. Everybody's got a price. Oh, Everybody yes, on that roster, that somebody could blow the Seahawks away with an offer, up to and including the quarterback, by the way, if the qu- that they would pull the trigger. If the Cowboys came back to them at some point and said, all right, we'll, we'll give you next year's – here, here's the thing. I don't know their draft picks right now. I'm just assuming. We're going to give you next year's one and two for them. Oh. Okay. So you're right. There, Absolutely. They would there is a price. And so when he said – you know, he John does a, always does a good job of – of being careful with his words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not actively, you know, that's like always kind of the key word there. We're not actively shopping him. Right. But they're not if, the ones calling the team and be like, hey, what do you give me for? Exactly. But if, if somebody calls them and blows them away with an offer like that, look, they're going to do whatever they think yeah. is in the best interest of the franchise. If the long-term interest of the franchise say a first and a second round pick for Earl Thomas, which right. they're not going to get, but if somebody was over the moon and wanted to do that, then absolutely they would they would I'm assuming they would do that. Yeah, so I I would just say that you know maybe the instant reaction to that is going to be well he's completely shut the door on on Earl Thomas being moved. I mean, I I just don't ever see it that way cuz yeah. I don't think anything is ever completely shut. Cuz it can't be. You can't just completely close the door yeah. on something. Because but, as you said earlier, if someone comes in and offers them something next year like a a one or a two or they are two and a three next year, then I think they would they think they would pull the trigger on it. So I when he says actively, we're not actively right. shopping him. Yeah. I don't think they're calling teams. No. But for what they foresee that teams would be willing to pick up the phone, call the Seahawks and offer yeah. for Earl Thomas, for what for what value they see coming back, no, the Seahawks it's not in the Seahawks plans, I don't believe, to trade Earl Thomas. Um so there you want to listen to the rest of the interview. I would wait until later today to to listen to the interview maybe after 6:30. No, yeah. Let's not do it right now. Let's not do it during Ian's show mm. or even when Softy and Fane come back on. Yeah. All right, let's pause. Well, maybe during their show. Yeah. Uh the entire interview's podcast up at sportsradio uh, kjr.com. In fact, you can download the iHeartRadio app and you can find all all of our podcasts there. The juicier one to me and this this story I mean the, the yesterday's announcement of the Ichiro thing I've never 
I've I've never seen this in sports. Pardon the pun, but it was kind of out of right field. Oh, there you go. I've never seen this in sports. And, I mean, I, I sat in my car to listen to that entire – when Ian was playing the press conference yesterday, when Curtis was down there, playing it, I think, from the dugout. First it was John Stan, and then it was Jerry Depoto. And they I think they were in the dugout. And I listened to that entire thing, just sitting in my car, just with my mouth open. Hmm. Like, he did not just say that. <laughs> He did not wait. Did I hear that right? Like, that's how I wish on my radio. And eventually, maybe a V dub, the, the, the folks over at uh, V dub van with the older vans can work on a. Uh, can we have a rewind? Can I have a rewind on the radio, like a DVR, go 10 right. seconds back? Because there's so many times I want to, like, I want to hear that again. Did he really, did John Stanton really just say they won more games with each on the roster? Did I really hear that? That's, I really hear John Stanton say that. Sit up there and and look at the media and go, we are where we're at right now. That he essentially is saying, if we did not have Ichiro on the roster, what are they? Are they eighteen and twelve? Yeah, they're half game back. They're eighteen yeah, and twelve. They're eighteen and twelve. We wouldn't be eighteen and twelve. Mitch Haniger wouldn't have the start that he's having. Nelson Cruz wouldn't have the start that he's having. Gene Segura wouldn't be hitting what he said. Certainly, D. Gordon wouldn't be as good as he is. If Ichiro wasn't on the team. Because that's what he told you. Last that's time. what he's saying. And, you know, when you tilt your head one way, you think, well, that's a load. But you tilt it the other way, I guess. You know, look, D. Gordon played, that, that played was, with Ichiro Miami. Yeah. They have a great relationship. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe he watches Ichiro. He wants to live up to something. I don't know. Well, that was followed by Stanton also saying the... And if he, and Jackson, you pop in. If we have Stanton in the system, you just yell at me. I just don't know if we have him in the system. When Stanton's saying before he said that Ichiro yeah. having him on the team has equaled more wins. I'm trying. I'm trying with that. I'm trying. Okay, no, though this this is the better one. You remember you if, did you if you didn't hear this one, he yeah. said, you know, signing Ichiro was strictly a baseball decision. Right. Let's hear it. Um, when Jerry called me this spring to say he might be able to bring Ichiro back. I said to him, it's a baseball decision. It's up to him and Scott as to how Ichiro, if Ichiro joins the team and how Ichiro is used. And that has been the case throughout the last month. It was just cute how he snuck that in there, I thought. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, we're all baseball fans here in the city. I mean, you really think that was a baseball decision that that was strictly made for for a baseball decision to bring him back? Well, there was because a... tell me, I mean, I would just I would counter John Stanton with this if we ever had a chance to talk to him. Okay, you, you say it's a baseball decision. All that Jerry Depoto has ever preached since taking over this job is we want to be athletic, fast, and versatile in the outfield. Mm -hmm. He's none of those. He's not one single thing of those check marks. He's not fast anymore. He's not athletic anymore, and he's not versatile anymore. I mean, he's just not. He, yeah. He's he's completely the opposite, and that's and well, that's because he's forty four. That's the only reason he's forty four years old. The ten years ago, sure, at thirty four, yeah, okay, but he's forty four. So I have a I, for me, I have a hard time believing this was strictly a baseball decision left left up to Jerry Depoto to make the call. Because I have a ton of respect for Jerry Depoto and Scott Service, how they view how to put a baseball team together. And I don't think that those two guys sit in their office and go, 
You know who would be a perfect fourth outfielder for this team? And I know we've gone through some injuries here. Is Ichiro. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that. So you guys had DePoto on this morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jerry uh, came on the show. And the first cut was uh, Jerry talking about on each show deserving to have the door kept open in the future. This is about playing next year in Japan for that two-game series against the A's. We won't shut it on him. You don't shut the door on iconic players. It, it, Ichiro has done so much for this franchise. He's done so much for this game, not just Major League Baseball, but globally. And he deserves the, the, the opportunity to keep the door open if that's what he desires to do. He's got goals, and, and he'd like to achieve them. And we see that, that there are ways, as we move ahead, that there, there are mutually beneficial options that lie in front of us that might, in fact, time up just perfectly to give him another opportunity to step out there. It's just, it's just the oddest story to me. I mean, for, he literally is going to be a player on the team. I mean, he's going to, for people who maybe are not up to date on this, he, he's going to wear a uniform. He's going to take batting practice. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in the clubhouse. He's going to shag fly balls. I would assume he still has a locker. He's going to have a, I, I don't know. I don't know that. I'm just assuming that if he's going to be in uniform right. pregame and, and taking yeah. taking BP, fly balls, he's going to be a player. He just can't be in the dugout. He just can't be in the dugout, and he just, he just can't play. He's mm-hmm. not going to play this year. But everything else he's going to do. He's going to travel with the team. He's going to be on the plane. I mean, all of it. And, and then he's transitioning to this new role, this special assistant to the chairman, and then they've left open the possibility. And people are like, oh, there's no way. You know, I heard this yesterday. There's no way that he's going to play next year. Well, then, in every interview you've heard, not only from the agent who said he's not retiring, Boggs, you heard it from DePoto, who said it, obviously, with you guys. He said it four different times or three different times yesterday with a bunch of other people, that the door is left open. Mm-hmm. And he was asked specifically yesterday, is the door left open for him to play in Japan? You know, when they have that two-game series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the door's left open. Absolutely. Uh, and I know the argument is it's just two games. Why do you care? It's not just two games. It's just the principle of it. At some point, he says in that clip that, hey, you've got you to treat star players differently. And he has he legends. Should, legends. He should have the right to say, well, the legends are never going to want to retire. Those guys always want to play. The player always wants to play. It's tough. It's, it's at some point. The GM, the owner, the president has got to step in and be like, yeah, you're done. And we don't and know that that's not. The, they haven't ripped the Band-Aid off They haven't done yet. that today on May 4th, 2018. And who knows what's going to happen between now and nearly a year from now. And backing up uh, real quick what you were saying about it being a strictly a baseball decision. In sports, it's never strictly a football decision or a baseball decision. Look, if it was strictly a football decision, they would sign Earl Thomas to whatever for however long no, they want, true. and it wouldn't matter because the salary cap you know, wouldn't be a consideration. Money's always a consideration. There's, there's a bunch of things that are considerations. It's never strictly what's going to happen on the field. And when Gamma went down, we had all the injuries in spring, and we were looking at outfield options. It was a very short list of major league-ready ball players that Seattle could have signed. And they foresaw one month. They were looking at one month until they got Ben Gamble back, and they got the outfield back with five outfielders and Nelson Cruz. The other name we were really looking at that was a possibility that they could, that's Major League ready that they could have brought in was John Jay. And John Jay signed a deal with Kansas City for $3 million. 
So for one month, they weren't going to sign John Jay to a $3 million contract, and that's that's what he was able to get. So there, I remember I looked at the list. I can't even tell you the other names that were on the list, but it was a very short <clears> list. <throat> it was not an impressive list. Meanwhile, I mean, last year, Ichiro did, in a similar role that he was having here, hit 255. So if you're talking about a baseball standpoint and a dollar spent cost-effectiveness standpoint for the month that they were looking for him to take over, I do get it. And then it's nice for the fans to be able to see Ichiro. It's nice for Ichiro to be able to come back to the organization and you extend a hand to somebody who has been one of the best players in the history of your organization. And now they can transition into this other role. I'm, I'm putting 2019 and those two games in Japan aside for the moment. So I get it. I get why they chose Ichiro for that slot. And, and and over a John Jay at $3 million or some of the other names that weren't very impressive. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a list of the, the names they could have brought up, but they, they could have found someone better than, than a 44-year-old who had no other options from any other team in baseball. He didn't have one other team approach him at all. That's going to play and for a million dollars or less? And then, and then, but then this, this further quote on, but I just want to know, what, what's the end game here? Is the end game putting the 25 best players on the team or is it having a, a ceremonial send-off for a guy? I mean, he says yesterday, I think a more biting comment, he says yesterday to the press, does, does Jerry DePoto, you know, again, this doesn't close the door on Ichiro's playing career. I'd like to make that clear. We intend that whatever is appropriate time for Ichiro to retire, that will happen as a Mariner. We don't think we're at that point yet either. This closes the book on Ichiro's 2018 with the Mariners, but we don't suspect this closes the book on Ichiro's career as a player and potentially a player uh, with the Mariners. Um, again, and then has left open the possibility. And again, I think it's a very real possibility, and I think it's going to happen, that he is going to come back, he's going to go through spring training with the Mariners, and he's going to play those two games in Japan so he can retire in Japan as a member of the Mariners? I, I mean, that's what we're doing. So we just is played that a, not a definition of just a, a cartoon act and a circus act? We just played a cut 10 minutes ago of John Schneider followed by the comment, GMs lie because they have to. Okay. And, you know, I don't know that Ichiro is going to not play in 2019. I don't anticipate that he will. But he might be saying what he has to say right now, and then over the course of the next 10 months, whatever bears out that Ichiro can't end up on the roster, which they do expand by two or three players, by the way, for those two games. There's a lot of time between now and then for that narrative to change. But right now, it's, hey, Ichiro got to play. He's got this new role. He's with the team. And we'll see what happens in the future. Let me give the last one from, from your guys' interview this morning with Jerry DePoto, uh, the Mariners GM. He was on with Chuck and Buck right here on 950 KGR. Uh, DePoto on focusing on long-term gain of Ichiro, and he could come back. Ichiro has made a very strong impact in our clubhouse. And what we stand to gain now as a franchise, long-term gain here, the long play is so much more valuable to us than any criticism we may have fielded in the first 30 days. If anyone were disappointed in seeing Ichiro in the Mariners uniform again, I, I'd say shame on you. Just don't think, don't overthink it. Enjoy the, the, the ability to watch one of the great players in the history of the game step out one more time and, and, and do positive things for, for a team that's in a very good place. And we're not shutting on the, the door on that potentially happening one more time. Okay. That's the one cut. That I think for people who have been here a long time and have supported the baseball team angers them the most. And it just, and it frankly pisses them off. It really just gets under their skin when they hear that. We'll address that coming up after the break. 
Puckett.com. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. If anyone was disappointed in seeing Ichiro in the Mariners uniform again, I'd say shame on you. Just don't overthink it. Enjoy the, the ability to watch one of the great players in the history of the game step out one more time and do positive things for a team that's in a very good place. And we're not shutting on the door on that potentially happening one more time. That's how Jerry D, the uh, the general manager of your Seattle Mariners, welcome back to the radio program. Puck and Slick is here uh, filling in for the, the gas man today. Carter Volkswagen Studios, where you find us. Coming up top of the hour, the great Tony Southley, man who presses his jeans like nobody else. He'll join us, talk a little Seahawks, put a finishing, uh, put a wrap on the draft, maybe look at some of the offseason. They've got the rookie minicamp, uh, I think, is underway today, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so we'll chat and uh, we'll check in with Tony come top of the hour. Niner Nate, man on the street, he interviews Preacher Man. Preacher Man who holds the sign out outside of uh, Safeco Field and screams at you and yells at you about God and you're a sinner. Uh, Niner Nate, exclusive, one-on-one, 11.30. I'm excited about that. Of course you are. I want to find out what, what this guy thinks. Uh, so let me let, address that. T- play it one more time. Address the Jerry DePoto one more time. I know, Jackson, stop. don't roll your eyes. Oh, boy. I have to do two seconds of just clicking on my computer. It's so difficult. Wait one more time. Yeah, here we go. If anyone was disappointed in seeing Ichiro in the Mariners uniform again, I'd say shame on you. Okay, just stop. Don't stop. Just stop it. it right there. Okay. See, this is what, and, you know, and DePoto, and, and DePoto shouldn't be all the ill wills of every other general manager and person that's, that's run the organization. I would just offer this. Someone who's lived... Here his entire life, spent some time in Pullman, of course, God's country, which is Pullman, and everyone wants to go back there. It, I, I, I just take great offense to that. Shame on me. No, shame on you. Shame on you. Don't tell Mariner fans who have supported this team for the gr- longest time to be upset about bringing a guy back who literally is not helping you win games. Don't be. Don't. Don't. Don't tell people. Don't talk down to your fan base that you should be a that you don't have a right to be upset about it. All Mariner fans want, I mean, me and you yeah. and Feltsy, and I don't know what Curtis Calhoun is thinking because he's he's an enigma. I I want to know what he's thinking, but then he, he always throws me out. Well, it's a rabbit we hole. Just, we don't want to go here's, down. You know what's fun? And, and sports is fun. That's what we do here. Winning, Winning. is fun. Winning. 18 and 12 is fun. This you know what's week, fun to me? This last week. Last night was awesome. Even two nights ago, they lose the game. Even that was that fun. That was fun, yeah. Paxton, 16 strikeouts. Last That's night. That's fun. The the eagle landing on Paxton. Fun. Yes. Okay? Um, everything. I mean, the whole season has been fun for yes. me. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed this season more than I've enjoyed any Mariners season in, in really quite some time. I mean, I can't really honestly recall the start of the season because what I like so much about it you can go back to maybe the, that year that, that Griffey came back. That was kind of fun. <laughs> what makes it different for me is I've always – I see a future finally with this team of young talent, specifically when it comes to Hanniger and Segura. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, that's I, – so I'm excited about those two guys in particular because I think as – and the thing with Cruz and Cano, they just get better with age. They're like mm-hmm. a fine wine. It's unbelievable with those two. <laughs> but so I'm excited for this season. But then I, I, I just it, it, on it, it just as me as a fan, it just kind of offends me when I have the general manager says that you, sh- you know, shame on you if you're upset that he's on the team. Well, no, shame on you for putting him on the team, and then delaying and then sending a guy down like Guillermo Heredia, who was doing awesome up here, to send him down so you could keep him on the roster, and then also shame on you, Jerry, 
that when you had Ben Gamble, and maybe, again, maybe there's something with his contract, but again, you signed the contract, so you should have had a better contract signed. When Ben Gamble was ready to come back, and I spare me his average, he was your starting left fielder before the season. When Ben Gamble was ready to come back for that Houston series, you kept him in Tacoma, and you, and you let Lance McCullers face Ichiro. Mm-hmm. Well... I mean, I'll, I'll just, say that it. You know, it, it would bother just, me more. It would bother. Win. It would bother me more. Yeah. It, it worked out okay. They it, ended well, up eighteen to twelve. Okay. If, if if it cost them games, then this is a completely different thing. But because we were lucky enough that it did work out, even though it wasn't the right move baseball wise, it's okay. It's okay. Mm. We're eighteen okay, to twelve, then, and now right. we and now it's behind us. So let's and look, we just well, move that's on. Not, no, but that's the point. It's not behind us because he's coming back next year. He is gonna play in Japan. Do you want to bet? Do you want to? I'll bet you. I'll bet you dinner at El Gaucho or Daniels, wherever you want to go. He is coming back next year he's for gonna, those two games, and he's going to play. He's going to. He's appear, going to play baseball. Yeah, he's going to play in the Japan series. Why do you? Why do I don't understand people that think that's not going to happen? He, they have essentially said it in every interview they've done. He's coming back. They've said they're they're keeping the door open for it, but they look. A million things can happen between now and then. Uh, oh, real sure. or artificial if or whatever, he, where they could say, we can't right. do it, man. Friendly wager. You want a dollar or you, yeah. want, you want dinner? A dollar. What do you want? We'll do the dollar. Okay, a dollar. Friendly gentleman wager. I believe he will be on the roster when they're in Japan. He'll play in the Japan series and then I he'll retire. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, how about a fun quest? How about this? So he can't be in the dugout, right, during games? Right. So he can field, he can field fly balls, he can hit batting practice, right? Mm-hmm. But he can't be in the dugout. How about a text question here at Heritage Distilling Text Line? I threw it out on Twitter. Where should Ichiro watch the game while in Seattle? Oh. Because he can't be in the dugout. You know, um, Coors Light Bar behind the pen. Coors Light Bar. Uh, how about Edgar's Cantina? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Dean on Twitter says the Wild Ginger. Boy, I haven't been. Dean, that's a great poll. I haven't been to the Wild Ginger in so long. Uh, section 236. Why is what, what is it about Section 236? I don't know. Maybe it's a hot sits. Uh, All right. Maple Grove. Uh, a lot of votes here from JS. Also, Scott saying Dream Girls. Well, not, that's not the best. See, you know, Isaac, the best view of the game. Isaac says, with the morning show in a suite. He'd be invited. I think that's Ichiro the winner. Ichiro is invited. I think that's the winner. I think he should be in a suite with you guys in the morning show. Perfect. Uh, another vote for uh, Dream Girls. Eric, uh, Eric chimes in with Pyramid. Uh, Jimmy's on first. He can sit at our table. Yeah. He can sit over on our table. Jimmy's on first. Absolutely. All right, 49451, Tony Softley coming up next. Uh, Ichiro can't sit in the dugout during the Mariners games. So while in Seattle, where do you want Ichiro to watch the game? Text it in right now, 49451. The great Curtis Calhoun, five minutes away with headlines.